Well, how is it going? Good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to He Said What? I am one of the hosts, of course, Alan M. Newman Jr., waiting for Bree to come on. I hope everyone is looking forward to today's show. It is our season finale for 2022. There she is. Whoop, whoop. There she is. My favorite bald-headed demon. Now, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So, yes, today is our um, final episode of He Said What? Um, but this was the first year that me and Bree did it just us two. Yes. Um, and of course, we got we got some stuff to talk about today. We have a couple of guests that's going to be on. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a good topic. Going to be a good topic. Looking forward um, to what we are going to speak on on today. Mm-hmm. Well, good evening, Bree. Good evening, Alan. It's How funny you, you call me bald but you bald too. I got a little bit of hair. <laughs> I got more hair than you. You call me bald Hey, T. She, she, colors her, she colors her head, so that's not hair. She, tells, she colors it. Um, also, I want to say shout out to Bree for the Hey Auntie hoodie that hey, I got. Auntie. So for y'all who know me, I love me a good hoodie. So and the first of all, I'm at the age where it can either be you, your auntie, or if you have a daughter, her. I mean that I'm just at that age right now. Y'all see? And then he be wondering why he be having the problems that he has. <laughs> then he I come don't... up here talking about I'm about to make a special announcement. You gonna make this announcement? I am. So I'm about to make a whole announcement that I'm about to shut stuff down because some of these ladies are getting too bold on my page and stuff. But I will start off by saying nobody's checking for me. And then I'll start off by saying some of y'all are being real weird. Some of y'all are being weird, real weird with their interaction. Hey, um, thank you. Hey, Steph. I mean, I'm not saying everybody could get it, but I mean. Mm, fast, just fast. <laughs> <laughs> in the britches, as they used to say. I'm just saying, I'm at that age. I'm pretty sure that shit's about to sell in a year or two, and then that'll be gone. I'll be sticking with the moms with the canes and everything, helping them get to where they got to go. So, you know. I'm done. Mm. Anyways, I we appreciate all of those who are tuned in live, as well as those who may come back and play the episode or download the episode. So, Please make sure that you guys engage, which we don't have to tell y'all. Y'all, y'all got the chat on lock. So without further ado, Alan, I guess we can go ahead and get the show started. Let's do it. Welcome to He Said What? Welcome back, you guys. You've tuned into He Said What with your girl Simply Bree and the one and only Alan M. Newman Jr. AKA. Oh, 
Oh, so it's AKA Quiet Storm, AKA DJ Moise, AKA King Jazz. If you follow me on TikTok, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yes, what's going on, Nikita? Listen, Steph, that's right. The lies. Tell me, ain't nobody checking for him. Go ahead. You know, you know what? Smart. You know what? Nobody is checking for me. What they're looking for, and I hate to say this, they're looking for a project. They're trying to treat me like one of those rescue pets you get, and you yes. bring them back up. And I and and it annoys me because I'm I'm not damaged, I'm not broken, I don't have any hurt. So like when people sit there and say, "Oh my God, who hurt you?" Let me in. That annoys me. It annoys me a lot. And I'm starting to run into a lot of women who are trying to play this rescue aspect. And I'm like, no one asked you to save me. I didn't ask to be saved. Okay. So, hey, Nikita. But what if, what if it's not more so a rescue mission? What if they just genuinely want to love on you? And that's the way they express their love and their support. That is fine, but there there's steps to that. Plus, don't love bomb me. You don't even know me. You already trying to throw the whole world at me. Like you, you don't know me yet. Don't love bomb me. So okay, so the interesting thing, right? Thank um, you, Steph. That and that's how I look at it. Yeah, Steph says, but you're not a project. You are a healthy whole man. Yes. Okay. Or you don't see who is truly checking for you to enjoy your company and get to know you. Yes, so I tell everybody that, that I am socially antisocial and I hit everybody with this warning and they think it's funny until they interact with me. And then they realize like I'm really at a stage in my life where I'm about my peace and not like being disturbed. Um, hmm. And I can say this, the interactions that I've had are more disturbing than peaceful for me. Okay. Okay. Good question, Stephanie. Stephanie yes. says, did you I, I should have known she was going to Yes. 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 And how For did those, you communicate that? I just I just literally told I'm not that person. If you think that the whole let me do this, let me do that, and all that, I said that doesn't work for me. I, I don't like that. For one thing, I don't like being showered like that. Um, and that's just a personal preference. I don't like that. Um, and this is why I tell people, I was asked the question, why do I not get too high or get too low? when someone expresses interest in me um and i told him i said literally you can like me today and tomorrow you can hate me so that's why i don't get overly excited when someone expresses interest because you can like me today and then you may learn something tomorrow and then you like you're totally not interested so i always stay even keel like if someone's like oh alan i'm feeling you're not feeling them i don't get like some people just go oh my god this person and i'm just like okay cool we'll yeah. see because you may like me today, you may like me tomorrow, you may like me the next day. And then Monday, you may hit me with a bomb, like we just talked about earlier. Yes. Person had me thinking we was here, and next thing you know, you get hit with a bomb. You nah. dropped a bomb on me. Yeah. Baby, you dropped a... Okay. So, and Nikita says, I understand that. It gets frustrating out here. So, are you quitting? Please let the people know what your solution is, Alan. Let me make this big screen, because he about to drop a bomb on y'all. For my ladies, just go ahead and invest in toys and extra batteries. But I'm just playing. Wow. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm not necessarily quitting. I'm just very mindful um, with the interactions. So what a lot of people don't realize is like one thing I do do that does tip off if I'm reciprocating. Like if you're interested, 
I would continually stay in contact with you, continually let you know, like, I'm engaged. Right. So but, but my issue is once I start showing that and then you start faltering, that's that's where it becomes iffy. Because women always are quick to say men don't communicate, men don't communicate, men don't communicate until they get a man who communicates and then they don't know how to handle it. Okay, but then this is the thing, right? Just like how you said you don't do too well with how they shower their uh, interest in you. What if they don't know how to take your interests? Then like I did with them, I could let me know. Communication, let me know. If, if my texting to check on with you randomly throughout the week or the day is bothering, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, because one thing Alec can do, Alec can either be checking on you on the regular or Alec can be a ghost. Like you, you will hear from Alan like once a day, and that's it. Like you'll get you'll get a phone call. Hey, thinking about you. Hope you have an amazing day. And bomb, you won't hear nothing else to the next day. Some some women I've dealt with some women who like that. I dealt with some women who didn't know how to deal with that because they were used to the fact that a guy was just making his entire existence around them. I also I think I try and be open about my life. That like I'm busy. Like. The odds of you getting whatever you're asking for, it may take some time because I have other priorities that I have to work around. Um, and that can become an issue. Okay. So good question um, that T has put out. How do you know you're being, how do, how do they know that you're being genuine? The same way I would answer it if you asked me, how would I know if they're being genuine? You won't know until you dive in. Right. You won't know until you dive in. But but one thing we also have to remember, you can't play a role for too long. Eventually, the real you is going to pop up eventually. Right, yeah. The real you is going to pop up. What's up, Mike? So the interesting thing is... <laughs> 72 jobs. Yes, yes, 72 jobs. We do, y'all. So the interesting thing, right, is sometimes we can confuse interest with someone seeking reciprocation. Like, if I'm interested in you and I show it by texting you, by calling you, by wanting to see you, that's one thing. But if I'm so-called interested in you and I'm just sending you messages, but I'm only doing it because I want you to send me messages too, and I want you to react the way that I'm reacting, and when you don't, I get upset, that's not genuine. Mm-mm. And then sometimes and sometimes you got to be honest. Like one thing I tell everybody who expresses their interest and it it could be off-putting, but I don't be joking. I literally tell people like, "Okay, bet. Just I call everybody, people have experience six, experiment 6275855999. Like I people laugh when I say that, but that's genuinely like how I roll. Cuz I I don't know, like I said, everyone's feelings can always change. Um I, one of my biggest headaches right now is um, because of my platform, because of my platform, I think a lot of the women who watch my videos, they come up with this image of me and like I'm legit like, and I told people, I'm like, the social media Allen and the Allen you meet face to face is two different people. So like my TikTok following crack jokes about like the red light videos I do and stuff like that. But when you meet me in person, I'm not I'm not that guy. Like right. I'm actually super shy um, and nerdy at times. Wait, so what? Free, we're not about. You're not about to lie on this show now. I'm actually not lying. Like, 
we can retract that he's super shy. And no, just we're not. Because if you if you meet me in person, when we meet next year, you'll see it. When you meet me in person, like it takes me a minute to be what you see now. Mm-hmm. Be- because I need to read to make sure how you're going to react towards that side of me. So my biggest challenge, and this is why I'm not going to do it, but I'm, I'm, I have been tempted to take my platform down because it gets intense with people believing they're in a relationship with you or in an interaction with you and you don't know them or anything like that. So it's, 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 it's tough and it's stressful. Um, especially for me, I have to be conscious that if I am interested in somebody, the first thing I bring up to them is my platform. Because I need to make sure she's okay with the platform. Right. Okay, see, Michelle, that's what it is, Michelle. I'm awkward at first. So when Michelle met me, so that's probably what it is. It's not that I'm shy. I'm super awkward when you first meet me. Right. Um, And that's what happened with the last relationship that I had. My platform had became an issue. So it's, it's, it's. It's yeah. a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, that that is definitely uh, very challenging when you are trying to date and you are trying to um, be productive with your platform and not make people feel left out um, because some people can mix it all up. And like you said, they want the showtime you. they So when they come across you and they see that, okay, you're super shy they're going to look at it like well i mean on tiktok you're all over the place like you're (laughs) you're you're, you know quite storm and that's who i want and i think it's hard for people to separate yeah Um, and it and it takes a minute to actually get that guy like people don't realize nope once i had got my group on tiktok that's when everyone started seeing that that side because i have people that I deal with on a personal level that helps bring that side out. What? Y'all, y'all gonna what? stop playing. I blame what? some name. Oh, Wait, and he pulled out your neck. He pulled out your neck. And I put it up there too. I put it he up pulled there. out the government name. Nikita, don't be, don't be ooh in the Showtime you. Don't pay Brie no attention about the Showtime you. See, see, I, I ain't dealing with y'all. Um, so listen, before we get into the topic, because we done dove into yeah. the topic, let's go ahead and bring up the favorite part of the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, y'all Newman's animal fun fact. If you are new to the show, then you're in for a surprise. Alan comes up with these wonderful animal fun facts that you would never, ever expect to learn about. And it just draws you in. So tonight, Newman, how many animal fun facts are you blessed? Y'all just getting two. I told y'all, y'all was only getting two. Y'all was only getting two. I guess. (laughs) Go ahead. Show is yours. All right. Uh, So welcome to Alan's Animal Fun Facts Sexual Edition. Um, The first animal fun fact we have is that when it comes to the largest penis in the animal kingdom, Whales have the largest penis that stands up as far as 10 feet in length. 10 feet? Oh my 10 God. 10 feet in length. 
So yes, um, that's the first one. So whenever you decide to talk with your friends about, oh, yo, who has the largest penis in the animal kingdom? It is the whale. It is the whale. Um, the second one, and I feel like the most interesting of the facts that I came about, while most slugs mate on the ground, the leopard slug engages in hours of foreplay with its mate before secreting a strong line of slime on which the lovers dangle while they do the deed. If their sexual organ gets stuck, the female will chop off the male's penis, <laughs> which will essentially leave it to live the rest of its days as a female. So people don't realize slugs can change their sexuality. So when she bites off his penis, he actually becomes a female yes oh alan you did amazing this <laughs> those you... are your two edible fun facts <laughs> wow. wow matter of fact hold on because i want to say because it's actually Good a process word. i want to say i want to make sure i say the word right apophilation. it's called apophilation when she bites off his penis not chop it off she chops it off as in she bites it off so there's multiple bites here. And turns him into a female. Yeah. With their Brilliant. body chem with their body chemistry, they end up changing into a female. Oh, this is a lot. Like, you gotta process this right here. I mean, so, bites are not, not cool. Hey, listen, everybody, give Alan a round of applause for tonight's animal. You're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. You have reduced <laughs> A whale, a whale has a 10-foot penis? Yes. Yes, Nikita, bites it off. Bites it off. Not chop it off, bites it off. I'm, look, I'm done. Listen, <laughs> You leave ATL out of this. Yes, so whales have the largest penis, which makes sense. That makes sense, because I mean, that wells are pretty big. So, could you imagine you got a little pea shooter? <laughs> You're like, oh, you must come from the other side of the family. <laughs> oh, so, yes, man. those are those are your animal fun facts, guys. The final and fun facts of the year. So we can go back <laughs> over this again. Ooh, that was amazing. So, Wow. Tonight we are talking about loving and healing our kings and queens. We will have both of our guests join us at 8.30 right after the commercial break. Um, shout out to Angela, a.k.a. Black Love United. She is also in the chat. She hey, Black Love. is going to be joining us tonight. Um, yeah, see, they can't get over. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Y'all, imagine being caught off guard by a <laughs> Yo, no, can you, can you imagine if a whale acting like a dude and be like, yo, pull it out and tell me what you think? <laughs> like, where's it going with that? <laughs> no, them, them slugs need Whoa! to uh, for some of these men, and I'm okay with ladder, ladder biting part. Okay, yeah. Um, I am just beside myself here, so... Oh, okay. So this is the thing. So now, now I know what be going on when you be seeing the slugs and all of that slime. Oh yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's just 
Wait, but hold on. Before we go to break, can, well, we got a couple minutes. Can you imagine as like the male slug, like you getting it in and you enjoying yourself and you're like, yo, we stuck. And she's like, uh, well, you need to get off. And he's like, I can't, I'm stuck. And she's like, I mean, if you don't fix it, I'm about to fix it. <laughs> you over here like, well, do what you got to do. And she's just like, I, like she just bites the junk off. Like, just yeah. bites the off. She's like, got him. <laughs> yes. And then he come back, hey, girl. I love your hair. It's so cute. Yo, right? Like a couple of days later, you come back and it's a whole chick. Yes. Wow. Talk about transformation. Wait, so is that eating on the go? <laughs> ah, ah. I'm done. Yes. That is, is that eating on the go or does she bite it and spit it? <laughs> it puts a whole new twist on. I want you to nibble on it. Yeah. <laughs> So, so RG says the Kardashians do it to guys all the time, taking souvenirs to a new level. Wow. He got, got that, that whale. Look, T said, I'd leave the ocean. Call me. Call me area. Yo. Area. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that'll be done. Be slug. <laughs> New Disney movie of Slug's Life. Yeah, yeah, um, see what I mean? This is why we love the animal fun fact. I, I do find it interesting because I feel like animals mirror the way we act in our world. That's the funny thing about it when you think about it. So that's I mean, I don't know about the, I, don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, that's a dine and dash. Yeah, that's uh, like not only, yeah, not only did you like bring help her can um conceive, but like you brought her a meal at the same time. Shut up, (laughs) brought her a meal, sausage to go, please. (laughs) Oh my gosh, okay, so tonight. We are talking about loving and healing our kings and queens. Um, and so I did actually have a couple of questions, um, but I did want to get into this dialogue with you before we bring up our guests. Um, my first question that I had for you, when you think back on the caliber of women that we have today, and when I say the caliber, I'm talking about super independent, don't need a man for nothing. Um, she's more than likely making more money than the man because a lot of men have um, labor jobs that they, um, you know, would qualify for versus an office job. Um, there are more opportunities for growth for her, um, and just, uh, enrichment opportunities. Do you think that that could play a role in the way that men are viewed, um, in relationships, like a need for a man in a relationship? Well, uh, um, and this may kind of stir the pot a little bit. I, I think what it is, is women have evolved. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, women have had to evolve, especially if we put it towards black women. They've had to evolve when it came to education, skill set, all of that. They've had to evolve. I think the issue is men are still trying to live in the way patriarchy has been set up in the past, that the man is the house, he's the provider, he's all this stuff. But women have became their own providers. The funny thing is, is women are literally sitting here saying that we don't they don't care if you're a provider or not. They want somebody to build with. And I just feel like we're not really listening. Um, And now this is my take on it. I don't think men are really listening. 
because that whole need and want is holding people by the throat and choking the life out of them. Oh my God, as a man, I need you to need me because I'm a man. Raw testosterone is all through my body. Right. Sir, once you hit 30, that testosterone slows down. I'm 38. I'm telling you, it slows down. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to be sitting there trying to hem and haul like you Hercules. Like, no. No, unless I, I, you got a well thing, then <laughs> you know I'm not doing that with you. I'm just saying. So I mean, for me personally, I I just think it's a, not an effort on the men of, for us to evolve and and be truthful of what what is expected of us. Now, granted, you you probably you do have some women who are kind of yeah, I don't need a man, I don't need you for anything. So you do have that conversation there. I just don't think. Um, can't say I'm telling you, bro. If you come here stirring the pot more than you need to be stirred, sir, we gonna have Listen, words. Come with the heat. I mean, we need this conversation. So, so. and oh, I know oh. Angela definitely gonna come with it. Look, mm -hmm, she in the back. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see. So why is it right that men have this perception that unless they make a ton of money and they're a certain height and they have a certain length penis? No woman is going to want them. You know what? I don't know where the I don't know where the penis thing has came from because that sounds like unless the women have told them that, that's probably where they got they have to have a certain certain thing. Because I know for a fact that no who no no man is about to tell me <laughs> no man is about to tell me what what my my dick is supposed to be doing. Um that's probably where that that's from. Um, dang, you should have brought them up because I kind of want to hear what they had to say in regards yeah, to it. If you're ready to come up, I'll definitely bring you up. Uh-huh. So, okay. Hold on. Give me one second. Let me read this comment. So, Steph says, there is still a need, but not financially. And some men have not developed themselves as a person. So, they don't know what they have to offer outside of money. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So, before we uh, proceed, let's go ahead and give a warm welcome to uh, one of our guests this evening, Angela. She is co-host of the Black Love United alongside her husband, but she is representing herself tonight. Welcome to the stage, Miss Angela. Hello, hey, hello. Miss Angela. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back here patting my foot with these comments. I bet. I bet. <laughs> yes, the comments, well, that's a whole nother beast right there. Um, and Kenta, if you want to come in, you can come up now as well, and I'll bring you up as soon as you come backstage. So, Angela, what do you what what do you say as far as um, even just the whole, you know, women being super independent, don't have a need for the man, and the man's role in a relationship? What what do you say about it? So, I am super traditional. And um, I do believe that there's still, I know that we've had to adapt. I saw some of the comments, mm -hmm. but there's still a need for, um, I believe the traditional family where the man is a covering. I just mm -hmm. believe that what happened is we've learned the wrong way. We've learned thinking that submission is somebody dragging you by your hair down the hallway. Mm -hmm. I submit to my husband, but I talk, you you didn't hear me. I'm never, you know, Bree, you, you met me one good time. And That's you know. Uh, listen, my husband and I have a good relationship. He values my opinion, but I believe that at the end of the day, it's his responsibility. And, you know, everybody wants to be the same, but if there's a flat tire and we're, all these women that say, we're equal, we're equal, you're going to be looking for him to jump out the car and change that tire. Why? Because he a man. You can't pick and choose when you want him to be the man or be right. whatever role. And then when you feel like you're not good at that role, 
well, we, we can be independent. I can be independent now because I want to spend my own money. But then if somebody break in the house, if he's looking at you to go to the door and you looking at him, how you pick and choose when that happens? You don't get to do that. So right. that's just my thoughts on that. Because I know that everybody got this whole, you know, independent thing. But you can't be independent and married. You can be whole and married, but not independent and married. Now, the marriage thing, she is correct. Um, I think my question is more so is the single aspect. Because you have a lot more people that are single with that whole independent mindset. Now, the submission thing, I agree completely. I think my issue with the submission thing is people are asking for submission and they are not reciprocating or doing what is required for said submission, if that makes sense. You're saying like the man? Like you, you have some, you have some fellas and I'm not, I'm not one of those that's going to say all men. You have some fellas that are like, oh, she needs to be doing what I say, how I say it, when I say it. But then if we look at you, bro, you, you're not doing nothing. Like you're not doing nothing. But see that, that statement in and of itself tells you where they are. That's not, Mm -hmm. that's not the person you want to marry. That's going to say, do it how I say it. Like my husband will tell me when, you know, I don't think we need to do that right now. I mean, I can go in a room and I can roll my eyes, but I understand <laughs> that when, when he, it is something that he, I need, he take care of me. And I'm not talking about financially. I'm talking about just protection, mm-hmm. covering. If some, if, I mean, some of you, when I was sick, you know, he was there for me. So mm-hmm. it's the whole totality of the thing. And so mm-hmm. don't pick the man that you see that's not a leader. That's just going to mm-hmm. be running his mouth, but ain't doing, ain't talking about nothing. That's, mm-hmm. that's the problem we have. We picking because the sex is good. Cause he can lay it down or he got this mm-hmm. nice car or he got something that you want, but those things mm-hmm. fade away. Get somebody that you got some kind of, um, um, we can, we can make it through these hard times cause you're going to have them. You, but know? you know what? I think Angela, that's, the, I think that's the issue of running into It's the hard time conversation. Oh, cause boy. people don't, people don't want to fall into the struggle love or feel like they in a struggle with a relationship. Cause what? that's what I, I've also love. heard. It's, I'm I'm assuming this is what I'm assuming what they mean by struggle love is like I guess from the time they started dating till they got married like they literally was living paycheck to paycheck they kind of had to you you ah what's the word I used to hear my grandfather used to say he used to be like oh yeah we had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich we had to split it down the middle and we had to share what? it and just, like, like like that kind of stuff like that and so I wonder if. Because you make valid points, but I wonder if people aren't being realistic on what they're asking for. Okay, so one one quick thing. My husband and I, I don't believe we have, we've been been married over 20 years. We have five children, four of which are adults. I don't think we would still be married if we had not gone through struggle love. Mm -hmm. Because if we had all the access to the money in the world, I think we'd have jumped ship when it was very Mm -hmm. difficult. But because our behinds was broke, Okay, you better go sit in the other room and shut up and and let's figure this out. Yes. So, I, so I believe that the struggle helped us. So now, when things go low and we have struggle times, we're familiar with this. We know how to roll through this. We know that we in it to win it. So, I think you have to see people in all their seasons. In them struggle mm-hmm. times, it's gonna be a season. I don't care what. You, I don't care how much money you make. It's gonna happen. Yes. So before, Kente, before you chime in, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And then we will be right back because I already know Kente about to light the fire and the chat about to go haywire. So you guys stay tuned and we'll be right back. Support of people of color begins with support by people of color. Introducing Melanin People. 
Melanin People is a new innovative new social media platform people of color from all around the world. It's a place for us to interact, showcase our talents, express our passions, share our cultures, and do business, both locally and internationally. Download the Melanin People mobile app now. Connecting people of color. Guys, I am super excited because Never Quit, Stay Fit is motivational, inspirational, and all about encouragement. So guys, let's try it on. Listen, this shirt got me feel like I can get these guns right, okay? After being homeless this year due to a domestic violence situation, I feel like Never Quit is my middle name, but... Before I can even get into the encouragement part of me getting where I needed to be, I had to start off with healthy eating. So this site is all about staying motivated, be encouraged, and being inspired just to be a better you. So guys, never quit, stay fit is definitely something I am all about. Check them out. All right, we are back. You guys are tuned into He Said What with myself, Simply Bree. We got Alan. Yo, yo, yo. I. <laughs> we got this guy. Uh, we have our two guests, Angela of Black Love United and Kente of the Indie Radio. Just, just madness. Just madness. <laughs> Kente, I am very curious to know what's your take? Well, how do you feel? about what all you've heard thus far. First of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on. You know, Alan knows... I, wait, can I say that? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you can, say, you can say my name. No, okay, I'm sorry. I, I I I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I forget. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm a big, big fan of this brother. Uh, I've known, come to know him for quite a while, and I'm so glad all the things that he's doing. And also, and I have to start off this way because I want to give love and respect to people who are really doing their thing. And I've come to find out about Brie and, you know, just love Brie. Brie is awesome. If that if that was a brand of lemonade called Simply Brie, I would definitely buy it. So, <laughs> so she's awesome. She's, she's awesome as well. Wait, so uh, wait, hold, hold on, kids. Alan, get, what's the problem? I'm happy for you. No, 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 hey. no, no, no. That face said something different. <laughs> no, it, it said I'm happy. I'm happy. It's gonna no, call. It's gonna be. It's gonna be called ball head lemonade. Anyway, <laughs> ball headed demon. <laughs> right, ball headed demon. <laughs> I like that ball headed demon. But uh, all right, no. So anyone who knows who, who hears my show all the time is first of all, I'm a brother who who only dates black women, who um, is in a very loving relationship with a black woman. Um, um, as well so but they also know that i am a caveman and i believe in gender roles i believe in you know i believe that it's very important for the man to take a leadership role in the family and it's not that my my lady who is really bright and who is i definitely lean on her for her counsel and stuff like that but I think it's very important for, for me to take the leadership role and to make sure that we're good, you know? And the idea, every time I hear 
and I only hear this really from women, men don't really say this, the idea of you not needing a man, uh, it makes my ears. Uh, it, it just, oh, I hate to hear it. Um, I understand it from a certain aspect why it's said, but I, you'll never hear me say, I don't need a woman. I absolutely need a woman in my life. And I'm glad I have the one that I have. Mm -hmm. It is very important. And I think it's very important. We need each other. And especially in our community, um, and not just from a romantic standpoint, black people, we need each other. Right. Black men need black women and black women need black men. And I feel like the only way that our community is going to be the strongest that it can be is if we are in support of each other, you know? And like I said, it, it doesn't necessarily mean just from a romantic standpoint, just, I feel like our community, we don't root for each other anymore. It's like black girls rock, black men rock or whatever. And right. it's like this thing. I mean, I think it's fine that we edify our each other, black men and black women, but also I feel like, part of our conversation if we as black men get together and you know just us brothers right i think part of our conversation to each other should be about how can we be in service to the sisters in our community if it's just about us gathering around and trashing black women and what they're not doing and whatnot i don't think it's positive for our community and i think it's very hurtful and damaging to our community so that's why I'm kind of skeptical sometimes of these all black male groups, all black female groups is because it, they become these havens for um, sowing seeds of hatred towards each other. And, um, and, you know, it happens a lot with the sisters too, you know, where they get together. And I understand, man, that, you know, uh, uh, our women go through a lot of stuff, you know, and it's unfortunately been at the hands of, uh, of no good brothers at times. Right. But at the end of the day, we can't cast each other aside. We need each other. And we need to understand that we're, we're, we're two sides of a coin, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important that as our community, that that's a part of it, you know, is the need to be there for each other. I'll give you a great example is when I was coming up, you know, I'm 40. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I have a, a ringtone for everybody, and that's my gangster homie. So, <laughs> so uh, of course, he's got the gangster ringtone. So, my bad. My bad. Um, but uh, uh, of course, he calls me yeah, now, right? But um, but uh, no. But like when I was coming up, like black men and women rooted for each other. Like, like yeah. rooted. Like in the Olympics, if a sister was going for a gold medal. The brothers was just excited as the sisters were. Yeah. And if a brother was going for a gold medal, and now we've kind of gotten to like these groups, you know, it's like we only root, you know, like and and it's and I think it's very destructive. Like yeah. it's very destructive and it's very sad to see this. But yes, we need each other. We need each other. Mm -hmm. And it's very important. And um, you know, and I, I really believe that. Yes. So what is healthy <laughs> support? look like between a black man mm -hmm. and a black woman? Uh, Angela, let's let's start with you. What does healthy support look like in a relationship between a black man and a black woman? First finding out, just having conversations and knowing what each other's dreams are. Like my husband and I goals when we first got together, 
of course, 20 years at the year five is different at the year 10 is different at the year 20 is different. And so to continue to talk, to know what the goals are and push each other, because it's sometimes in our lives we feel stagnant. You might get down. You might get depressed. You might get frustrated, feel like I can't do it. You need somebody that's going to push you and push you into your greatness that you're like for women. When, when your husband comes home, that um, the house is an environment of safety. He feels safe with you. So many times the black man is fighting, you know, fighting the system, fighting at his job, fighting on the way home, got to worry about the police and then get home and you come home and you nagging and fussing and complaining. His house is not a safe haven. That's why so many men stop at the wing stop and all these hooters in place before they come home and hoping you're behind sleep when you get home because you make the house a hell when you get there. So you got to understand that when we make it a safe environment for them, then they in turn will start sharing with us. It's hard to get men to share. But once they feel safe with you, they will share some stuff that you'd be like, oh, I don't even know if I was ready for that. But because we we got this whole, you know, rah, 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 rah attitude. And that's what the culture tells us we got to do now. I don't bite into that. But I was like that in the beginning. I was mm-hmm. like, that. oh, baby, I was I was all the way lit, baby. Oh, no. He was he was sick of me. He was ready to jump off the tree, but he ain't right. jumped. So <laughs> one thing I want to add to that, right? When that man, because I don't have this happen recently to me, when that man shares something with you that you're not ready for, mm. just take it. Just take it. Take and it. Shut up. Shut mm. the hell up and just take that it. part. It's hard. Yeah. Embrace it. Sure. Embrace and, and just say, Jace, like especially something that happened to him. I'm so sorry that happened to you, babe. You know, you know, is there anything I can do? Or sometimes you just sit there and be in the moment with them. Like they say, read the room, read the room. Sometimes they don't want you to do a bunch of talking. They just want you to, they want to be able to vent and they got to a place where they can trust you. They just want to share with somebody. They've been holding that in. Couldn't tell their homeboy, couldn't tell their mama, couldn't tell their daddy. They just want somebody to share with. But you right. talk too doggone much. Sometimes we got to shut up. Right, exactly. When I'm out too much, we just gonna you know, it. you know, like crying, right? Mm. Um, I think there's crying and there's crying. That part, <laughs> like, you know, grandma dies, you know, or he's talking about his traumatic childhood, and he's, you know, showing emotion. You know, that, those are wonderful, right? Right. Because he's he trusts you, and he is. Um, letting you in on how he feels right but if he's crying all the time i can't do it and he's because he's a wolf you know what i'm saying you're right this and he's crying this crying is crying like you know i'm 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 fine with people showing their emotions and stuff men you know and we need to but then there's some guys man I've I've come to know that it's like, dude, grow a pair, man. Like, there is a certain part where you need to. Okay, what are you doing to help your situation? Like, what are you doing? Being active, being active, and trying to to fix what's going on. And you know, and I think it's very important. You know, I was so blessed. I was so blessed, man. I grew up around the strongest black men. My father, strong black man. My uncles, all strong black men. They were all married to black women. They were, you know, just the strongest black. I was so fortunate. All pro-black, you know, um, and they were good. They were all good people. So I was blessed. And unfortunately, a lot of us, a lot of us brothers 
haven't had that. You know what I'm saying? They haven't really had that strong black male to um, to be um, their North Star. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of sisters who done incredible jobs raising our black men, you know, and did the best that they can. But unfortunately, it's missing in our community in, in ways that, you know, I mean, sometimes I don't know if you ever done this, Newman, where you go to a park. You might, I don't know, do you play ball or maybe did you play ball back nah, in the day? Nah, sports was my thing. Remember, man, I was short all the way through college. So, <laughs> but I don't know if you ever, or it could be in the neighborhood and you see that yeah. young brother who, that young little black boy who, you know, he just wants someone to throw it to him, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe you might be getting in your car to go to work or something and you just see him just kind of out there. And, you know, and there's been a lot of times where I didn't even know who they were, really. They were in my mm-hmm. neighborhood where mm-hmm. I noticed that they needed, you know, a, somebody, you know, and I've tried to do the best that I can. You know, so sometimes it's being a big brother mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a young brother, you know, um, you know, it, it can it could change lives, you know, and I think it's I think that is very important and not just because the person's related to you or it's, you know, uh, someone that you know personally, sometimes you need to go outside of your circle and try to help people that you don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's very important. Some of us well-adjusted brothers, uh, we could do that. I used to coach, uh, um, sports for kids Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, Oh my God, that was like one of the most fulfilling things. Can't tell you all this from crying. Huh? All this from crying. <laughs> well, no, because I think because had a, you know had what? A but you know what? It, it I, I'm thinking about it, and it's important because there's so many of us lost out there. And right. what happens is that young boy is gonna become uh, an adult and he's gonna be somebody's gr- boyfriend or somebody's husband, you know what I'm saying? And they're gonna have all that baggage that they never got to, you know, exercise. And then, you know, they we were creating these these men, these F boys or whatever you want to call them that we can't stand. But, you know, it, it, we, something needs to happen and we need and we can take part in that in that development. I think Alan, nice Alan is still stuck at the man cry crying. Like, yeah, uh, he is. He is. He like, is. Come on, Alan. Let us know what you think. What you think. This is this is this is the thing. Uh, how do I want to say it? Just say it. Right. Tell us. We have to be careful on what. So we're already dealing with the fact that black men are being told that they need to think, seek therapy, and like a lot of them are seeking the therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you also have a lot of them that are fighting it because of the narrative of I don't want to be perceived weak because I cry. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I now I get it about. If I lost my job or a family member died, I cry about that. Um, and it may take a minute to get over it. Now, when we say the cry, cry, now you're saying if somebody's whining, I guess I need to understand, are you saying someone who he's not putting forth the effort, but he's complaining all the time? Right, right. Okay. To, to me, that's... Okay, I can take that. That's why. That's what I needed to understand. I mean, I, I did say that, but... Uh, okay. That's, I was that's very, what clear. I I was very clear. I was very clear about that because, because now it's about doing the work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing the work and you are just sitting there complaining and stuff like that, but there's no action behind it, then we don't want to hear you, you know? 
And so then as men, should we correct them or leave them alone? Because I hear a lot of men who say that sentiment, but then if you ask them if they correct those men who say that, they say, no, I stick to my circle. No, so if no, I'm dealing I, with a young man who is, as I perceive, the whining because of the pitfalls he brought in his life, am I going to cut him off or am I going to be like, yo, let me get in the trenches with you and help you get up? Now, from what I see on this side in Florida, men aren't picking up their brothers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When they start that whining, they're just like, I don't want, that's not my circle. And I, and I used to be that guy. My circle is this, so I know for a fact that like, we're doing the work. But if we're really doing the work, if I see you whining, I now now that I get what you said, now it makes sense to me. Because my dad was a big proponent on that. Like he allows you, if you got a grieve or something, you get you get that grieving out. But if you did something that has changed your life because of your decisions, he won't allow you to whine, but he would get in the trenches with you to help you dig yourself out of that hole. Unless he sees after he's tried to help you that you are refusing to change. You got a lot of and, comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like figure out which one to put up first. So I want to actually, because this one is on the current topic, and then we're going to go back to a question that Erica posed and then a question that Stephanie posed. So Nikita says, how do you feel the male mindset affects a man's ability to share emotions freely? Oh. Well, right. who do you want yes. to answer? Well, Angela. So, and, and it's kind of in the same vein what we're talking about. We raise, and I'm going to talk about black men that stop their crying. Men don't cry. Right. Little boys don't cry. And what we're trying to do is give them the the toughness and um, the strength that we that we need. But what we don't do is allow them a space to talk. Yeah. And to share, like we didn't, no one found out what was going on with them. You know, they talked to their homeboys and the homeboy man gave them some down the street advice, which was crazy. It had you had a conversation with them. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword because um, the, the don't cry, don't, you know, man it up is what we always say, man up. Yeah. That mentality had messed up a lot of our men and they they don't feel comfortable sharing because are you going to judge me? Are you going to say I'm a punk? Are you going to say I'm soft? Are you going to say I'm all these different things turning out weak that we use? And so now I, I don't know, especially if you're dating, because I know, you, I know um, Alan said about dating. If you're talking about dating, it's very hard because you feel like people can check out any moment and it's not just, um, a commitment, but shoot, nowadays they check out a marriage like they check out a draws. That's it. <laughs> the self checkout. What? I don't even need you to check out. I'm gonna check on my own. So quick. Okay. Um. Okay. So the other question, um, and it goes back to our previous conversation with Erica. Erica says, "Is it? Is there a necess? Is there a necess? Wait. Is necessity. Necessary? Necessary. That, that word." Um, for every for someone to take on the lead role in a relationship, why or why not? Yes, absolutely. I believe that. I believe that. Absolutely, yeah. Kente, if you don't mute that phone, I'll whoop you myself. No, I thought I, I did. Girl, you got me up here stumbling over this word. Um, yeah. Okay, so 
Well, you know what? I'm actually going to ask the question inside of Erica's question. Oh, look, can we, is it going to take us away from this one? Because you're going to make it be deep. No, 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 nah, nah. Since, because what was y'all answer to this question that she gave? Yes. Y'all yeah. said yes. But she said, why, why not? I was getting ready to tell her why. Oh, okay, give give the why before I ask inside of that question. Well, it, well, this is the scenario I gave. Everybody has, there's there's a leader in every in plane you go. If it's, a, if it's a corporation, there's somebody at the very top. Yep. You got bosses and stuff and day levels, but somebody's at the very top. Even when you work for yourself, your customers actually run it because if you don't have any customers, you ain't got the money. So there's somebody at the head of everything. So while you can lean on your managers below you to make decisions and to give their input and run their areas, mm -hmm. there's somebody, there's a CEO at the top. Everybody can't be people are like we gotta be equal. We're not equal. We're not equal. Somebody gotta take the lead. If, if them big corporations happen, you know who they go get the CEO, the CFO, the C who who oh, they go get that person be in trouble. I don't care if somebody 10 levels below did it, that big person wasn't in charge of it. So I believe yes. And that's what somebody gotta take, take the lead and responsibility. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there there should be some form of a leader. Um, because granted I can lead, I think everybody has the ability to lead is whether or not you actually step up to do it. I can lead, but sometimes guess what? I don't want to lead. I want to follow. Cause guess what? This person's ideas may take me down a path that I might not have thought of. And so it's a learning opportunity. You get to step outside of your natural path and you get to branch off and you get to expand and advance. Um, and then same thing. You can actually lead someone where they may not have thought about it the way that you thought about it. Minds are different. So I feel like either party can lead. Somebody got to lead though, damn it, because we ain't about to be just wandering around like lemmings and stuff. Uh, somebody got to take the lead. Um, do either of you, Alan or Kente, do you guys want to touch on that? Sure. Uh, nah, yeah. No, Kente can go ahead. Sure. Um, I, I I agree with um, with Angela uh, wholeheartedly. Like, it is very important. And mind you, when I say that you take a lead, we're talking about someone that you should follow, not not any old. You know, because a lot. You know, because I, I, what ends up always happening is when you have this conversation, it turns into well, what if this person ain't this and this and that? Then no, you don't. You don't follow. You you don't get into a relationship with that person. You right. like we're talking about someone who got their stuff together, who is someone of uh, of a certain type of moral standing, who is you know who really puts a lot of value into their job as the male who is in in charge of. Uh, of security of the family and that kind of thing. So yes, we're talking about those those male men. Uh, if that person is not what we're talking about, then of course not. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm really hardcore on on um, the you know to disavow that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yes, I do believe it's very important um, for that to happen. But it's not that we're talking about slavery or. You know, right. it's my my way, woman. Or, you know, or you know, get in there, make yeah. me make me some grits. You know, I'm not talking about nothing like that, but we're talking about um, a, a man taking a leadership role in the family to protect the family, not to exclude the wife from from um, 
you know, uh, making decisions and all that kind of stuff. Because if you are a smart man, you're going to have a, a great wife that you're going to lean on for counsel, that it's very important. That's why I, I believe that marriage is empire building. And you want to be you, the, you The person that you want to build your empire with is very important. So I think it's very, very, very important. Gotcha. Okay. Next question, Stephanie uh, says, why do we recognize the toxicity in the strong black woman trope, but not the same for men? I don't believe that's true. I think that we're always constantly talking about toxicity in black men. Um, so I don't, I don't understand that, uh, that question. Uh, toxicity, period, is not good. <laughs> you know, so, right. so uh, we, don't, we don't want toxic uh, relationships. We don't want toxic friendships. We don't want toxic work environments. Right. So uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's necessarily, I, I mean, that's not true in my estimation because I think we're always talking about toxic, toxic masculinity when it comes to men, specifically black males. So um, I, I just don't believe that's true. Okay. Uh, Alan, you look like you would be thought of there, sir. He is. It's so funny. I'm just watching his face. The 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 thought, the deep thought that I roll back. That means uh -huh. you're you're processing. Yep. Mm hmm. So I'll have to disagree with Kente on on the trope with the toxic masculinity. And the only reason I can say I disagree is just because I'm on so many platforms, so I see all of that. So. I feel like as we progress to what Kente is saying, I think we are, people are fighting against it. When you see men are showing those signs, men are fighting against it. But while they're fighting against that and holding each other accountable, I am seeing an increase of us putting the strong black woman as a negative thing. First of all, I hate, and those, those here know I hate that we even put the strong black woman on black women. I, I feel like that's not yeah. fair. I, I really don't yeah. like that. Um, because as soon as you put that strong black woman cape on a black woman and she re reacts in a way that you do not like, now it's a problem. Right. Now it's negative. Um, I do think, because Kente lives in the West Coast. Kente, you and Cali, right? Los yeah. Los Kente's in Los Angeles. I'm, I'm in the South. For me, I see it prevalent here in Florida. I do where, see it. Where in Florida? I'm in Orlando. I'm, I'm in Orlando. In Orla I'm in Orlando. I know you in Orlando. Born, born and raised, baby. So y'all might not, not born and raised, not born and raised here. Y'all might bump into each other at the table. Yeah. I've seen each other, born and raised. Yeah, yeah. might be because I'm, I'm I'm like five minutes from downtown. Um. <laughs> oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think what it is, is so the one thing that social media has done is things that you probably would not have seen in, in your state. You're seeing it when you go on social media in other right. states. Right. So, for example, when you started hearing about if you guys remember earlier this year, I believe where the young ladies um, rejected the gentleman who asked for their number and he pulled a gun on them, I think, in New York. Right. But you had, I remember when that happened, but you had people in the comment sections that was like, that doesn't happen where I'm from. Well, where you're from? I'm from Portland. Well, of course, no, no one, no one's. So like, you're, where you live can you also. Orlando. Okay, I'm sorry. I get to explain. 
So I, I think that does play a role in it. Um, but I do think, and the reason why I'm saying I kind of don't agree, because I feel like the more black women, well, black people in general, the more you kind of elevate your, yourself, the more the spotlight is on you. So, so when we think about lately, everyone has been talking about black women are the most educated. They're the ones leading entrepreneurship. Like we're hearing all these accolades that are put on and let's call a spade a spade. Whenever accolades are put on a black person, the spotlight gets on you and people tend to want to look for that negative thing that they can pull out of. Right. And I think right now, just because you have, you have a society seeing black women moving up. And then you have a society that is like, well, if they're doing this, why you're not doing that? And so you start put, put, putting the blame game. And, and that that's what's happening. Because you have brothers who are doing the work as well, but they're feeling slighted because you're like, you see the sisters getting the accolades. You're like, well, I'm doing the same work. Yeah, but the brothers are like, I'm doing the work too. I'm doing the work too. But the problem is, and I've always said this, the negative naysayers have the loudest voice right now. Mm-hmm. And so those who view strong black women in negative light if you go on tiktok instagram twitter they're the loudest ones out there and that and that's why i kind of hate social media because if you don't have social media you won't hear i don't think you would hear this trope about the strong black woman issue if i'm making sense i hope i'm making sense because i have like a bunch of thoughts running running through my head if i'm making sense go ahead angela but i have a uh, can i can i say something to that um look uh, no disrespect to Stephanie Taylor, um, but I don't like the question. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, because to me, those kind of questions, and even if, like, let's say if a brother made a similar question like that, I think it's just, I think it, it breeds negativity in a way. Like, well, why don't we talk about the toxic black, black men? We only, like, it's, how about we just talk about toxicity in our community? Because the truth is, it's a lot of toxicity going through our community, right? And to say that somebody has a better, uh, a better seat on the Titanic, to me, is silly. I think let's just deal with what the issue is in our community instead of trying to put it off on one or the other. Because at the end, of the day, go ahead, Kente. Because at the end of the day. Um, I said, I asked the question uh, of what I said specifically. Uh, what did I say specifically? Uh, I'm lost on that one. So let me let, let me chime in real oh, quick. Oh, I know what she's talking about. She's talking about when I said, uh, don't need a man. Uh, but I don't, I don't think that necessarily, I didn't say anything about strength. I said the idea of not needing uh, a man or that's what I was specifically talking about. I don't know that that means strength. Uh, saying that you don't need somebody. I believe that that's, uh, I, I had an issue with that specifically because that was brought up. So that's what I mean. Oh, she said when you talk about men crying and need to be strong or something that that, that nature. No, uh, you see, she said, okay, she also said something like, I need to be careful with my words. No, she needs to be careful with her hearing because I specifically said, hold on, because, so let me make something clear. Mm-hmm. Majority of them know me personally. I know Stephanie personally. Okay. Let, let's 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 watch how we speak with each other. As okay. long as we're respectful. But no, sir, sir, you're not gonna tell someone to mind how they hear. Okay. No. I want to I want Would you want her to say that to you? No, what I'm saying okay. is 
okay, and I said this to be, I did, I purposely said before I said my uh, thing about the crying thing was I was being specific about not that, I, I said, not that men cry. I said that that's not the issue. It is when there's no action, be, be, there was no action behind it. And that when it, that's just whining. I was very specific about that. So I didn't say it like I didn't, I was because I wanted to be clear because I didn't never wanted to say a man showing his emotions was a negative thing because I don't believe that to be true. And I was very, I wanted to be very specific about that. I did say that. So that's mm -hmm. what I meant by that. So. Okay. Okay. Angela, I, I think the link say? is in there, but Angela, go ahead. Yeah. Ooh. Girl, come on, Angela. Let's let's. Well, what I was getting ready to say was we were talking about like I've been lately because I just got to got on TikTok. Like with my husband and I, we do our our shows on Facebook. We got twenty seven thousand followers over there, but we trying to get over here to this other market. So we just got on TikTok. I've been listening to all these shows, and the shows that I've been listening to have been about women and what women been talking about. Um. They don't need this. They don't need this. And they got a man. They, they have all these criterias. And I talk about women and how we need to come up and how we need to be better. Because if a woman, if a man came and tell me how to be a woman or how to get myself together, it would not be received because you're not a woman. You've never been a woman. But right. because I am a woman, I am a wife. I was a loud mouth chick. You know, I was, I was her. I was all those things. I can identify. And you can't say that I'm being whatever because I'm a female and I've, I've been there, done that. So right. I come for us being better because nowadays women say, like I said, if you get married, we tell our husband, like we got a child, a son. Um, what when, when you get ready to get married, well, if, if your daughter brings home a man, what does he have to offer? What does he work? You know, you go through all this criteria, but what do you do for your son and this girl? What does she bring to the table? And right. what these girls nowadays are saying, I'm bringing me. No, girl, it's it a hot pocket on every corner that he can put in the microwave and warm up. You bringing you only is not enough. You have to say, I have something to offer. And you know, mine is religious based. So when they talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, they said her husband's known, name was known in the city. He was great because of her reputation and who she was. She just did some things that set the house in order. And we don't have that. These young girls can't cook. They can't clean, they can't keep a budget, and but they want six figures and they want to be on a pedestal. They don't want you to work too much, but I want the money. Like you have right. to pick and choose. You can't have all this Mr. Potato Head stuff. And I say Mr. Potato Head, you know, when we were little, we used to put these ears on and the eyes on, and yeah. you know, and if you got finished, it looked all deformed. That's because these things weren't meant to go together like that. So we have to learn to, I mean, I speak to my women, my sisters, my females, because that's who I am. And that's the part I can identify with. I believe, because I have a husband that we, does the same thing, that he talks to men, because I am not a man. I can't tell you what how, how to be okay. a man. That's just like when he was talking about raising young boys. You can't tell them how to, I can't tell, I, I can't tell my son certain things that he talked about with his body, because I ain't no man. So I don't know. My husband has to do that part. So right. that's just my little two I mean, and, and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this is my question. So, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, oh, I, I didn't know you were about to say The that. link, I did put the link. Um, Stephanie, if you do want to come up and clarify, um, the link is in the chat. Um, okay, Alan, what were you going to say? 
Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought now. Um, shoot, I don't lost it. Now. <laughs> Crap! Okay. I should have wrote it down. Okay. I don't lost it. Listen, and then I'm just gonna say, I know for knowing Kente for for over ten years, he's not a disrespectful person, and I know it might have come across as strong when he said what he said, but sometimes when we're listening out of our emotions, we hear what our thought process is and not necessarily the words that was said because the words that was said was not what she was what was not was what she was relaying specifically, and. I saw when she said about the crying and the whining. Now, I meant something different by the crying. I, I mean, I don't want a man to be crying all day long. If we have a problem and, you you know, we getting going through a disagreement, you just start crying. I don't want that. I don't want that. So I don't I don't care. I don't want that. That ain't even whining. I don't want a man that cry every time we have a disagreement. I don't want you beat me crying every time there's a problem. And, I don't want and, you and, and, me- and I, I do feel like I need to make it make it clear, too, what I'm saying, because I really feel like, unfortunately, when you know, since we're talking specifically about black men, mm-hmm. that one of the things that hurt us is because is that we are, you know, we have to be framed a certain kind of way, right? We have to, uh, I'm talking about by society that, that black men have to be this strong person who, you know, chews glass, who does this and that. And sometimes you don't always feel that way, you know? Um, and there's good reasons for that. And I think, so I don't want to ever come off that I'm saying that black men can't have emotions and stuff like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, and this, you could put this for anybody, men or women, is if you're not trying or attempting to do the work to be better, then what are you really doing? You're just complaining. You're just a complainer. And so I think it's very important that that needs to be said as well as, you know, that we there needs to be an open space for black men to show their feelings, thoughts, and emotions. Because we're not robots. We're not the Terminator. You know what I'm saying? We have feelings as well, you know? And it's very important that all of that is, is uh, expressed. So, you know, that's why I wanted to be very clear about that. That's I thought I was being clear the first time, but I guess it was missed, you know, but I really did say that initially. So one thing that I do want to mention, because this is, I feel like this is the issue that we have as black folks. Mm -hmm. Um, We sometimes cannot have a discussion without adding emotions to it. And I know that a lot of us mean well with what it is that we say. No one wants to intentionally either hurt someone, disrespect someone or offend someone. Mm -hmm. And when you add emotion into the discussion, sometimes the emotion can override the actual message. Correct. And as us, as Black folks, we, that is probably something that we should definitely work on because you can miss a lot of gems. You can miss a lot of details. And then the next thing you know, all you're doing is fighting. And and when you're fighting, nothing gets heard. Nothing gets resolved. You can, you can disagree okay. without being disagreeable. Right, yes. Um, Stephanie, I'm going to go ahead and bring Stephanie up. Um, uh, before Stephanie says yeah. something, I have a question. So I'm not the brightest in the room. Definitely definitely not in this chat. But there's something I know. I, I watch a lot of discussions in Congress and legislation and um, town hall meetings. Mm-hmm. And the only time 
I hear emotions being questioned is when it comes to us. I've been in town hall meetings where white people are having whole screaming fits. No one says, oh, you're being too emotional while we're having this discussion. Never. I only hear it when it comes to us. You're absolutely right. Everyone else can have a whole conniption, have a whole aneurysm. Mm -hmm. But as soon as someone, one of us say something, we bring emotions too much into it. We're not robots. And this isn't towards you, Brie. It's just like, I I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. And we're not robots. We're, We're not robots. Now, now, granted, you have some people who are amazing in the community that are good with their emotions. You have some people that are super sto- stoic. Stoic. I hope I said it right. Yeah. When, when when it comes to that, I just feel like every time emotions is mentioned, it's always geared to us, whether it's black men or black women. It's geared to us. Um, uh-huh. No, go. I just no, I, 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 I thought about it. I was like, great. man, we always do that to us. Like. Every time, especially black women, to be honest with you. Well, listen, I agree, but there, here's the here's the 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 I agree with you 100. There's no but. Okay, here's the other mm-hmm. side. When we get emotions involved, we stop hearing and listening. And I'm not saying that you don't feel, but when your emotions run you, what happens is we start to look through the lens of trauma, look through the lens of hurt, look through the lens of you know, the last person did that to me to look through the lens of stuff. And so I look through the lens of let me let me put myself in the other person's shoes for a moment to see if I can see what they're what they're because I, mm-hmm. I see what the other person see what, what they're saying. I don't agree, but I can I see where they can get that from. Right. So for that purpose, when I can see how you come to that, then then I can understand. I can have empathy mm-hmm. and sympathy. I can have a conversation because now we're not attacking each other. Okay, you went through that trauma when you were younger. Now I see that why this triggers you or whatever case. So the thing about it is that we have to be able to put our emotions in a place where, and I'm saying black people because this is my community. Mm -hmm. You see Black Love United, that's why I'm trying to, my people. I'm sorry, my Mm -hmm. people. So for that, I'm saying we got to be able to have a conversation. And the conversation I see, especially on TikTok, I'm not just letting it, I'm working, I'm letting it play. They are screaming and yelling. The emotion is on 5,000 trips. I ain't never, I tell my mother, I ain't never seen so much emotion. And sometimes they'll say what the other person just said, but they didn't hear it because they were yelling or fussing or getting their point across. So mm-hmm. now we're not listening to each other. We are just yelling at each other. What's up? And somebody, yeah. like, somebody in the chat said, oh, these young women got to protect themselves and they do cook and clean. They did. Okay. I wasn't saying every woman, but my husband, and I do marriage counseling, premarital and marriage counseling. And most of the people we do are between the ages of like 25 to 35. And I'm telling you what I deal with. And we've done five, six, 700 couples. I'm not even being funny. So when I'm talking about the generation we have, there's a gap and it's not everybody. Everybody's not me. Everybody's not, but, but there are some principles that work in relationships and dating, you know, just don't, you don't go hook up with somebody because they look good and they believe in nothing you do. If you believe in God and they don't believe in God, that's not going to work. If they Muslim, you Christian, that's not going to work. Y'all got to y'all got different. If they seven day Adventist, you that's not going to work. Those mm-hmm. things, because your fundamentals, the things you go back to for your source are, are, are like this. So when we have a discussion and I want to go to the Bible, you want to go to the Quran, uh, the Quran, yeah, Quran, then mm-hmm. we're not we're not gonna agree on it. So I'm right. just saying that in these moments, 
like this conversation, I enjoyed it. I saw it. It was so much comments in there. I really thought we were going to get to, but of course, you know, time <laughs> I was too. But I, I, first of all, thank you for having me on this show. Yes. It, it's a great platform. I watched it last week and I'm enjoying it this week as well. I just want us to take time to, if you are listening, if you are waiting on your time to respond, then you're not actively listening. Listening right. meaning I'm, I'm taking in what you're saying and processing it because sometimes some of the stuff my husband told me about me, I ain't like it. I was mad. But then when I realized I was like, oh, I do do that. You know, what the, it, it just things that you have to work on to change, but you can't hear it. it. You're always waiting to get your rah-rah on. So that's it. Thank you. Right. Alan and you for having me on. Oh, yeah. are, you, are you leaving? What's going no, on? No, I know. I just think this is amazing. I just want you just to say that because we don't like, you know, people don't get their flowers enough, and especially since Alan in my city, we're going to find out where my. talking about Brie get flowers every day. Listen, listen. I'm just saying, well, I'm giving my boy some flowers. There's always some guys probably sending Brie flowers. Look, I'm giving my boy some flowers up here. Yes, Mr. Newman. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and add Stephanie in. Um, Stephanie, you can unmute yourself. And Oh, there you go. Hey. Hey, good evening, everybody. <laughs> my bad. Let no, me turn no. my volume down. Oh, can y'all hear me or am I too loud? I don't know how no, to. No, no. You, 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 you know, it's these beats. You know, you get that beats money. They kind of go everywhere. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Okay, so um, Stephanie, I know that you wanted to um, clarify uh, the situation and the statements that were made. So this is your opportunity to speak your piece, hon. Yeah, thank you. So first of all, enjoy the show and appreciate what y'all are doing. And let me just kind of start by setting kind of like a um, some context. So it's difficult, I think, in the format that we're in with the interaction in the chat and what y'all are saying, sometimes things can be, um, it's hard to relay them in writing, right? right? So I appreciate the conversation around emotion, um, but I definitely was not coming from an emotional place, just responding in real time to the comments and the things that y'all were saying and agreeing with some and, and, and disagreeing with others. Right. I do mm -hmm. agree with some of the things that Alan was saying around, I think we throw around the emotional thing sometimes too frequently when people have an opinion that is different than ours or they disagree strongly. It's like, oh, you know, you're coming from a place of emotion, sis. I need you to listen first. I need you to, you know, hear and don't listen from your place of trauma when some folks may just be genuinely disagreeing with a perspective that was shared. Mm -hmm. um, and so some of the comments um, that I put in the chat earlier, really around the language, um, Kente, I don't know if that's, I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Said it perfect. Um, but um, the conversation around men crying, I think one of the things that you said um, that I commented on that I just disagreed with was I understood what you were saying from the, from the uh, standpoint of men whining and not being actively um, participating in moving their situation forward. Mm -hmm. um, and my comment was only, um, I think because of the toxic masculinity and misogynism uh, or misogyny in our culture, sometimes men get mixed messages, right? And they hear people say that crying um, is not something that they should do. Or there was a, a part of the conversation where it was being discussed when, when men should cry and when they shouldn't cry. And so my con comment to add to 
um, the nuance of the conversation was just to say, I think we need to be careful when we start creating lists of when men should cry and when they shouldn't cry because men process that differently. And I think somebody else on the show mentioned that. And so using the words crying and whining interchangeably Right. Um, you may have intended to communicate one thing, but literally the words that came out of your mouth um, around crying, being equated with whining. My point, my comment was just to say, I think we got to be careful about using those words interchangeably. Right. And to use the, the language and the words that we intend so that when people hear it, um, because people listen to, so to social media with sound bites and things like that. Um, and so definitely appreciate all the perspectives that were shared, but I do think language um, and the words that we use are important in a society and a culture where people just have the sound bite, right? And they walk away and men, you know, do suffer from um, a culture where we don't always talk about their ability um, to be strong or to be vulnerable, right? And we demand that men be a man and that they man up and that they handle their business. Um, but there's a lot more conversation in support of women putting down the strong black woman trope. And we don't always hear enough about allowing men to put that down as well and allowing them to be vulnerable as well. Um, and so those were the only points that I was trying to make. Appreciate all the perspectives that were shared. And I was just through the comments offering um, some different perspectives. Yeah. Well, I appreciate what you're saying, right? And you have to understand, I do a show all the time, right? And we often talk about this very topic and it's very near and dear to my heart when it comes to black men and their role in our community and whatnot. And also what is expected of us, right? And I do feel like that's a huge issue, right? The whole, you know, uh, not being able to share your emotions and whatnot and all of that kind of stuff. And you deal with, which, what happens is you have a community of, of black men who are filled with these emotions, have no kind of safe space to let it out and then they act out. And unfortunately, um, a lot of times they act out with their women, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was making the comment, I was very aware of what I was saying because I do want to, I want to be able to create a safe space for black men to do that. But also I, I feel like if we're going to have that conversation, we also have to have the conversation of yes, cry, get it out, all of that stuff. But what are you doing to help your situation? Are you want, are you just, are you crying because of, you know, you you know, you found a safe space and all of that stuff. Or are you whining? You know what I'm saying? Are you are you not being active in your own um, your own wellness? Right. I think both conversations are so important. That's why I made a point to say it. That's why I said. But I guess. I, I, but I guess can say where I get concerned or confused is because there's no context to what you're saying. Like. Um, because sometimes men cry because they're sad and it's not about them being in a bad situation. Sometimes they cry because they saw a movie that touched them. Sometimes men cry because um, they're graduating and they're leaving a situation and going on to something else. Like, I think sometimes like, to make blanket statements about like, well, what are you doing about your situation requires the context. So if I'm crying because I'm frustrated and I'm not moving ahead at work, what you're saying makes sense. But on a platform like this, especially if you're somebody I, like you who has a, 
a podcast and you get to speak to men, I think it's important to set that but context. I, I did, but if you remember, though, if I did say grandma dies and all of this kind of different stuff. Yes. But I, I made a specific point to say that that uh, we're not talking about uh, those situations. We're talking specifically about um, people who whine about um, their station in life but they're not doing anything to better it. I think it's very important that you, you have to have both of those conversations because you can't be whole. Um, you can't be whole if neither, right? You can't be whole if you hold everything in, right? Agreed. Also, but you also can't be whole if you do nothing to better your situation as well, whatever that might be. So, um, I mean, it's a conversation that we can have a whole show on it, right? Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, all of this is good because what happens is we're having a dialogue about it, right? Mm -hmm. And people will hear this, you know, and they'll take something out of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and, I, and I think both things, I think both things are important, you know? I think both things are very important. And um, so... Uh, I made a point though to say crying as in whining, you right. know, because we know whiners. Come on, let's be honest. No, we I know, completely we, agree with we you. Whiners, male and female, right? People who I agree uh, with you, which was the point of my comment. I was just saying using crying and whining interchangeably can be dangerous. And so you like you made my point. Like if you're talking about whining, I hundred percent agree with you. I think it's especially for young men and young boys to equate the two can be confusing. Well, yeah, sometimes. But, but you know, there's some people though who who will take the, um, like, there's some people that will take the, this, you know, new, renewed, um, because we're talking about this is in the last, what, so many years that we're starting to have this conversation about Black men crying and all of this kind of stuff, right? So there's some people that will kind of take it, at, they don't, they take it as an excuse to, not deal with they need to deal with you know whatever you know we can go into what that may be and i just i want i want to make sure that that is said as well you know because like i said i believe they're all important oh trina hey what's up trina, trina said i know a lot of whiners yeah um so i mean you know I, I hear what you're saying um and like i said i don't uh i don't i understand what you're saying because it's important Right. It's important that we are very clear about it. But, um, you know, like I said, uh, I think all of this is good, Stephanie. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I have a question. Is it bad to say that I don't want a man that cried well, at a movie? Well, moving. <laughs> what movie are we watching when we cry? I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't want my man. I mean, I'm not saying that he can't be touched. But I don't want my man crying at movies. I'm sorry. That's not going to do it for me. What if it's uh, I guess I guess oh. my question on oh. that. <laughs> Are we separating a man's emotions? Because some movies can touch a man in a specific way based on what's probably impacted their life. So, like, if he can relate to the movie or the situation in the movie. Like, I, I'll tell you, a movie that makes me cry is uh, Malcolm X. Malcolm oh, X. Lord. No, Lord. Because I watched that movie with my father, who I rarely saw cry. And the scene, I don't know if you guys seen the movie. But there's a scene where um, you know he's about to die, right? He's about to be assassinated. Mm -hmm. And it says changes are going to come, is coming. And I saw that film in the theater with my father, who's now deceased. And 
I remember looking over at him and he was bawling, right? Because he knew someone that he idolized, Malcolm X, was dying. And now when I see that film, because I remember that image of my father crying, I get choked up when I see that film, you know? Um, or the movie Antoine Fisher. Mm. I don't know if you guys seen that film, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a great scene um, after he has this terrible meeting with his, his biological mother and he comes back and his newfound family throws that party for him. And man, I tell you, man, I'd be like, you know, like, I'd be like that's tough. What it's tough to, yeah, man. And, and you know, I'm as tough as it gets, you know? So I I yeah, yeah, with that, I definitely think we have to tread lightly with that because everyone, for example, I lost my dad in 2020. Mm. So there, there are things that you may watch that may trigger an emotion that reminds you of that person. Right. So who that also, I, I have no problem saying my dad was definitely one of the baddest men on this planet, but he also had no problem showing emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess out of respect, that person's preference if they don't want somebody, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the diplomatic approach. The person, if if a young lady doesn't want a man who cries at movies, I mean that's 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 yeah, her, you're that's, entitled. her. She's entitled to that. So if bruh can't hold them tears down and he drops a tear, I mean if she decides to drop them, she'd be like that's, this. That's it. You being, I ain't talking about if something happened, there's a movie that, that triggers you. Okay. I'm not this. I'm all, I understand things. And what are you saying about but, the crime? But I'm saying, but if we, but if we, okay, we go, every time we go to a movie, like the thing I, there, I just, uh, that's just me. I don't, I, there is a certain level of masculinity that I want in my man. Like there's women that have so if you men watch, that, if you men that are movie. are not not necessarily masculine, and there's a certain level I want in my man. Mm-hmm. And someone to think like I had a friend, I have a friend, been married for a long time. When there was a noise at the door, he sent her to the door. There's just certain things that I'm not willing to accept. Well, that's that's different. Men. I thought we were but talking see, about pride. No, but see, to me, that's not different. In this world, we're talking about men should be airborne. But what if he's afraid to go to the door? So what's wrong with your what? What's wrong with your woman going to the door? How is so that? How is that? I may, I may cry at a movie, but if my person is at my house and someone breaks in, I will bust his ass. So, but, so but what, okay. So what happens if he if he cries at a movie or doesn't cry at a movie but then when somebody you have some guys who don't cry at all and they're the biggest punks out there right right but either way i'm saying okay they got a list maybe i'm so here's my here's my thing here's my thing in answer to your go ahead here's my thing in answer to your question angela um for you as an individual woman you can have whatever preferences you want to have, honey. Like you can prefer men who wear pink socks. You can prefer men who don't ever cry. You can prefer men who um, got bald heads. All of that is good. Where I struggle is when we get on platforms like this and we tout our credentials and we know we have a platform and we start to conflate our personal preferences with what is masculine and what is not masculine. I have a lot of preferences in the men that I like and the men that I don't like. What I will not do is say that it is unmasculine for him to do the things that I don't like. And it is more masculine for him to do the things that I do like. And what I'm definitely not gonna do, 
But I said me. So no, no, no. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about. Oh, I'm not accusing you of doing anything. I just said me. No, no, no. I'm just. There are. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that the the line is thin in this day and age, though, because everybody got a podcast and everybody has audiences of thousands of people. And what's creating dysfunction, why people say that the dating pool is pee, why you got women who will get on these platforms and be like, if you're not paying my rent and buying my shoes and getting my hair and nails done, it's because they saw one person get on a platform with thousands of viewers and say that. And now that they think that's the rule, right. And now they're trying to go out and live their life and equate and say, Oh, well, so-and-so look at this post. And you see it all the time. The, they are couples goals. Oh, my man better do what he did for me. Or, you know what I'm saying? And so all the only point that I'm trying to make is we are all entitled to our personal preferences and there's no shade, no shame, no judgment around any of them. However, social media I believe blurs the lines because it gives people a platform to to say their personal preferences and then they get they go viral and then people take it and now a conversation has started in the ether about what is masculine and what is not masculine when really we're just talking about personal personal preferences. And so I'm just saying as black people specifically when our black men get attacked around their masculinity so frequently and get told what they better not do or what they better do I'm just saying as we love on them, I think we owe it to them to be careful about how we speak and what we say and the context that we set for our conversation, because it's easy for somebody to take that and be like, oh, yeah, well, they was on that podcast talking about if you crying, you're not a man, which is not what we were trying to say. Right. That's like, I, just, nobody, it's dangerous. Well, I didn't say that. But but Stephanie, there are things that are not masculine that I, I will 100 percent. If you're beating your wife, that's not masculine. There's nothing masculine about that. You know, I mean, we can, there's a lot of lists of things that are definitely not masculine. And honestly, when you're doing a podcast, you do have a great, uh, I do believe that you, you have a um, responsibility to not be reckless, right? But then you also have a responsibility to state your opinion. That's what it, it's all about. So um, that's what we do. We, we say our opinions. Um, are, is my opinion 100% correct? Most times. Uh, no, I'm playing. I'm messing <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, we it's are always a our, little bit of truth in the joke. You know, and, and you got to, but, you, but you know, but you, you really got to, you know, uh, that's part of what we have to do, right? Is, is, is state our opinion. Yes, some people are reckless out here in these streets, right? I've, oh my God, I can count the people that are reckless with their words. I don't believe none of us are. I'm not saying we haven't had our moments. I'm sure we've had our moments where we maybe want to have taken it back. I don't believe none of us are, um, you know, but you might, Stephanie, you might, well, I obviously you believe I am. So um, I never said that you putting words in my mouth, Kente. Or, or you, you think that I was on that line or whatever. I tapped in. No, I simply said, I disagreed with something you said. I never accused you of being reckless. Okay. Kente. But anyway, the point, listen, the point listen is carefully. Can't take right, 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 right. Yeah. The point is, get your life, can't take it. The point is, like I said, <laughs> these conversations are awesome because the truth is, we could be talking about the baby or the whoever, you know. I, I don't even know who's who anymore. I'm who's current, yeah. I know it's some baby, some little yuck yuck, or whoever. Oh, we could be God. talking about that, not little yuck yuck, but <laughs> but we're here having a a productive conversation, you know, and I think it's very important. 
and we're all beautiful black people who care about our community. That's I think understood, right? We all care. Yeah. So, you know, these things are going to be good. You know, tonight I'm I'm a go I'm going to the movies after this. But maybe while I'm in the movies, I might rethink my position, you know, and, uh, you know, I might come back and say, you know what, Stephanie, you use right. I, I, I doubt it, but it could happen. Oh, right? It could happen. Really, so, really, he was going so good. Let me go ahead and cut the line while we still go. <laughs> the line. Yeah. Glad, you know what? I'm glad that you came on to the show and showed your pretty face. And we had this dialogue. So this is wonderful. Fix it, Jesus. Right, won't he do it? So, um, I thank everybody for coming on. And um, before we wrap shot, up, we shot, will shot, 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 shot. Alan, you've been looking like you need a shot for a long time. <laughs> your, your, your whole shift there was a shifting in your atmosphere. Wow. I have a whole, I have a whole lot of growing every day. I try to be better than I was Listen. today. So. I be telling you, y'all gotta have a game face. Y'all game face be like, nah, oh, I need girl. Nah, yes. he ain't have no game face. When it shifted, mm -hmm. it shifted all the way. I yeah. said, ooh, it got that baby over there. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. <laughs> this is he the thing, it. right? The network he said, what network is all about bridging the gap in communication between black men and women. So, Amen. despite whether you agree with one, what one another has to say. The fact is, we're having a conversation. So Amen. we are step one. We're already one. doing that part. Right. Now, of course, we all have growing to do. We all have something to take from this conversation that we can continue offline. But at least we're starting. That's that's what the whole point is. We can understand from a male's perspective and a female's perspective because it's directed. It's right here. It's real time. It is no going back and listening to what somebody else said. You're taking firsthand the information straight from the horse's mouth as they say Amen. so with that being said i enjoyed each and every one of you guys to show it took an you. hour but tonight yeah. we done ran it up but well, it's, it's the finale right today's is yes, the finale. yeah today's finale for us yeah wait a minute wait a minute newman i gotta call you out uh oh god jesus so i gotta wait till when to hear some more uh animal facts <laughs> So uh, you get me hooked on back. it, and then and then you're like, oh, you gotta wait three months or January. If I bring it back, this was not oh, yes, my baby. Are. This was Breeze foolery that brought these animal fun oh, facts out of here. Oh, 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 you will be bringing that back. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was trying to give y'all. I was trying to give y'all wholesome animal fun facts, and Bree did not like those. Animal crackers. Yeah, so we want. We want the snacks, okay? We want the baby snacks. So now she comes with the snacks. So speaking of the snacks, let's go ahead, Alan, and recap the people with tonight's animal fun fact. In oh, case we Jesus. missed it, because this is a doozy. So animal, um, animal. So Alan, go ahead, take it away. Oh All right, guys. So for those who missed the animal fun facts at the start of the show, um, the first animal fun fact is um, when it comes to the largest penis in the animal kingdom, whales take the top spot because their penis reaches up to 10 feet in length. So whales have the largest penis in the world. Your second animal fun fact is while most slugs mate on the ground, the leopard slug engages in hours of foreplay with its mates before secreting a strong line of slime on which the lovers dangle while they do the deed. 
If their sexual organs get stuck, the female will bite off the male's penis, essentially leaving it to live the rest of his days as a female. So this particular slug, when they lose that organ, they actually transition into a female. Mm, 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 mm. Talk about game changer. Well, sounds like it's an eat and run, if you ask me. Dine and dash. Well, you know the less the lesson in that is that uh, men don't be doing all that uh, foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think the foreplay was too long? Is that was yeah? That that's what it was. That's what it was. It was too long. <laughs> <laughs> Get in and out like the Marines. <laughs> I'm not in and out. So what we're going to do now is we are actually going to allow every guest that's on here that you guys see the opportunity to let you know how to follow them, how to support what it is that they have going on. And, you know, just what do you have? What, what's coming up? How can people follow you? What merch do you have? So we'll start with, of course, we'll start with Stephanie first. Stephanie. Yes, honey. <laughs> yeah, no, Steph. Steph, no, Steph. I should have known that was about to happen. No, Steph. Alan is laughing because he knows, like, you can't follow me anywhere. I don't be in these social media streets. I got, like, 100 Facebook friends. I don't have no merch. I mind my Black-owned business. (laughs) I enjoy (laughs) these podcasts. and I. The fact that she got in the box is very telling. (laughs) The fact that she did that. I appreciate you even. Because, listen, you've been up probably twice or three times um, this year. Oh, yeah. She was a guest earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, he said. He said, "Bruce, Jennifer, RG, you in time out." Ah, <laughs> oh, see, RG, you're not getting, you're not getting us banned for your foolery. We're not starting him. All right, next we have the lovely Angela. You are up, mm-hmm. honey. Let them know how can they find you. What do you have going on, and how can they support? We are on every platform under Black Love United. Um, we go live. Actually, we go to YouTube as well, but we mainly have our um, people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Every Monday night is at 8 p.m. Oh, okay. Um, we have topics like this, and um, people, you know, chime in, and it's just we have a good time. Just have good conversations. Like you said, the first part is just starting the conversation. Right. Um, of course, we do ours from a biblical base because my husband and I are both ministers, but we still talk about, you know, sex and the frequency of it, and and how you need to make sure he don't go out of the house dry. All the other good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we and how I've never told my husband no. I know y'all don't understand that principle out here in these streets, but I've never told my husband no, honey. So, you know, we over 20 plus years, five children. We out here strong, but I love relationships. I love people. I love conversations. And um, it was a good time. Good meeting you. And especially with all the people that's from Orlando. It's just nice to meet some yeah, more people. It's a reunion. But I will go one day. One when you day. say you never oh. tell your husband no, that means you count uh-uh and uh-uh as well. <laughs> What? <laughs> Never tell him no. If he wanted, it, he get it. Yeah. No, nothing. That don't you don't say that. Mm-hmm. See, but it's probably I like it too. But I don't tell him no. <laughs> and if we're not, talk, if we not, if we're not in the best of spaces, just mount up, homie. I ain't got to talk to you. Well, I'm Jeez. announcing. I'm announcing a I'm brand new you. podcast that I'm doing. It's called the Kente and Stephanie Show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited. About it, <laughs> so uh, that's my well, I'm her co host. I'm her co host. Oh my god, god. Uh, I can't wait. You guys, when we do our first show, 
Uh, Definitely but, so you can get what's me the a topic. Kente. What's the topic gonna be, Kente? Oh, it's gonna be uh, <laughs> it's, it's called it's called Steph's World, and uh, so it's whatever Steph want to do, we I'm down for it. So you mean uh, trying to dart is what we're gonna talk about. So uh, oh, no, uh, okay. So my uh, you can get me at Kente F on Twitter, Kente Ferguson on uh, Instagram, and the website is the Indie Radio dot com. That's the I N D Y Radio. Dot com. Unfortunately, right now, some Russian hackers, I am not lying, uh, hacked our site. So uh, I'm having someone totally rebuild the site. Uh, I don't know why they hate me. I thought they were in a war with Ukraine. Why are they messing with my, my website? But uh, hopefully it'll be back. And um, I want to thank Bree and um, Newman so much for having me on. I am an admirer of you guys so much. You guys do amazing work. And I want to thank Newman so much for introducing me to Brie because uh, she cracks me up, man. She's so funny. So uh, put some respect on Brie's name, everybody. Yes. And I, I caught that you said my name in the chat. I seen that. I, you know what? I didn't know that it was off limits. I thought everybody knew. My bad. Yeah. I, I'm sorry about that. I thought we had this discussion before, Angela, didn't we? No, I didn't know. No speaking English. No, I almost got my head chopped off in a lie because I accidentally slipped and said Bree's name. But you apparently are fine, Kente, because she did not react the way she did to me. I, I am I'm so sorry. She, she had a delayed reaction. Uh, I'm so <laughs> sorry I said her name, Shaquita. I mean, um... You know what? I'm about to kick you off. About to okay, Alan. Alan, go ahead and let the people know how can they find you online? How can they support what you got going on? And uh, please, please talk about your merch, sir. Well, you, of course, you know, you can follow me on Newman's um, Newman's Hot Takes on Instagram or Newman underscore Junior on Instagram. Or you can follow me on TikTok at Newman underscore Junior underscore 2.0. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Alan M. Newman. Um, currently selling out the last of my books on Black Women and Why I Love Them. Um, we're actually in the middle of revamping our shirts and hoodies. So new merch will be coming out in early 2023. Um, you can go to the website on Instagram to order your book, however, and we'll definitely send that out to you promptly. Um, I don't really have much. Thank you for Kente. Thank you for Miss Angela. Thank you for Stephanie for gracing us with your presence. I always feel like it's very enlightening to have people that are of higher knowledge to be able to converse with. Um, sometimes people don't like the challenge of speaking with people that can elevate your thinking. So definitely appreciate you three uh, being on here with us. The fact that we're in Orlando is tickling my spirit, as my dad right. would say, <laughs> because it is definitely a small world. Um, but hey, I appreciate everybody that stuck with us this this year. Um, those from TikTok, you know we rock with y'all. We appreciate how you guys are slowly coming on here. Please make sure that you're following um, Bree, Angela, Kente as well. Stephanie, she acts like she doesn't want no part of social media, so you won't be able to find her. Uh, but <laughs> make sure you follow them because Bree is trying to get to a thousand followers so she can go live. Um, so yeah. please make sure you show your support. Please make sure you like and subscribe. Um, we'll see about the animal fun facts for next year. Yeah. Um, but this this has been a terrific ride. And as always, I thank Bree for this opportunity of seeing a small town guy in Orlando and felt like she he was worthy of being a partner um, with this. So I'm definitely humbled with that and appreciate it and much love. Aww. She's still she's still a bald headed demon though. But anyway, bald headed demon. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so what I'm going to do, before I do my outro, I'm going to bring everybody down because um, I do like to give my host their flowers um, for the finale of their episode. So I appreciate each and every one of you guys that came up here with us. You guys were amazing. You too, Angela. You were amazing. I've seen that. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you guys, and we would love to definitely have you guys back next year when we start back in January. So Amen. thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. So Newman, mm, Mr. Newman. So I want to give you your flowers. Um, Alan has been working with us. Um, it'll be three years in May. Uh, can't believe the yes, right? Can't believe that the time is already uh, approaching. Um, he actually started off as a guest, believe it or not. He was a guest. <laughs> And I just felt like he has a really good way with his words and he would make a wonderful host. And so um, first he joined as the host of the She Said What, if you guys remember the She Said What show that we were having, um, he started doing that. And then we thought it'd be a bright idea to go ahead and merge both shows together. And here you have the He Said What show with Simply Green, Alan Newman Jr., so Newman has definitely confessed his love for all Cocoa Puffs out there. You do not find a kick anywhere in the bowl, okay? He does not like kicks in his bowl. Um, and he makes it very clear. Um, he has uh, paid homage to all of the beautiful black shades of women every day. I, I don't think I, there's ever been a day where he has not posted about his love for black women. Um, he, he, you're just amazing. You're an amazing person. You're an amazing guy. You have a wonderful personality, very loving, very caring, uh, very challenging, very petty. Yeah, let's not forget the pettiness. Um, but all of that balled up into one, uh, including the thirst trapping and the, um, the thirst trap car um, in the beard. Uh, brings us to you as a very wholesome young man. And I am so glad to have you as a part of the team. You are family. I can't wait to meet you when we have our get together right. next year. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for balancing the show and providing your male perspective on the He Said What show and just being an all around great person. RG says, Alan is nice. I'm so done. I'm so, so done. I'm um, humbled. I, I thank you. Yes, I appreciate you, sir. Um, now, for the good part, me. Huh? Um, yeah, I did it. The bowhead lemon. So... <laughs> I am your girl, Simply Bree, as S-I-M-P-L-E-E, Bree. You can follow me on social media all across. Just put in Simply Bree, and I'll pop up wherever I have an account. Uh, unlike Mike, you will not find me on Christian Mingle. I am not on Christian Mingle. <laughs> um, but you can find me online under everything else. So I appreciate each and every one of you viewers, listeners, um, those who have just been rocking with us since day one, you are fam, okay? You are not an audience. You are family. So we appreciate your support. We appreciate your words. We appreciate you guys checking in. Y'all, When y'all come through, y'all come through deep. And listen, y'all be ready to fight, fight. So 
Mm-hmm. You guys be on your best behavior today, whether you heard something you didn't like um, or something that you didn't agree with, but you were still mindful and, you know, you held, held it down and you voiced your opinion in a respectful way. So I appreciate each and every one of you guys. So I did go ahead and put a link into the chat. Um, we are starting tomorrow, December 1st, we are starting our first giveaway and it's a raffle type giveaway for a free hoodie. Now, one of our most recent products that we did actually put up um, on the site, which you will have the opportunity to choose this hoodie if you win, if your name is selected. Alan actually has it on, so we're going to put him on the spotlight. Alan is going to show you the hoodie. It says, hey, auntie. <laughs> and so you can find that on um, he said what network.com. But hey, you can also possibly get it for free. All you have to do is go to he said what network.com, click on giveaways. There is a link where you would simply fill out your information. And all we need you to do is go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five star review, leave a comment on what you like the most about the shows, about the network, whatever, screenshot it and upload it. All of that can be done from our website, okay? On December the 28th, when we go live, we will pull one of the entries and that person will actually win a hoodie of their choice from our merchandise store. So, um, like I said, he said what network.com and then click on giveaways. Um, We have a lot of great stuff coming in January. So please make sure that you guys follow the network, the network on Instagram, Facebook. I mean, it's everywhere. Just he said what network. Do a search with he said what network and follow, subscribe, Reach out to us. We're going to be on break. So that means we're going to have more time for you. So engage with us. Okay. Jump in his DMs. He loves when you jump in his DMs. No, he doesn't like when you jump in his DMs. But reach out to us. Let us know what topics you want us to talk about. And we will definitely figure it out with you. Okay. So with that being said, We appreciate each and every one of you that checked in. Um, We are gone until December 28th, where we will come back. That is a Wednesday, 8 p.m. with the rest of the crew. And we will do reviews. So if you want to do a review on Alan and how you feel he did this year, please make sure that you attend the live, okay? Because we will be taking your opinions and your comments on our host and that will be applied towards the year in review. Alan, you got any comments about that? No, ma'am, because I know I get tens across the board. Oh, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to let you great people go. We appreciate you so much, and we wish you a wonderful evening and a wonderful week. Until- Have a good evening. Bye. Bye.